Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, thank you for joining us today. My next guest is Kathleen McEntee. She's a marketing expert. Now, she's been with us before several times, so you want to take some notes uh, about marketing because we've we've just been talking a little bit about the sales side of things. Let's talk about marketing. She works with privately held businesses to help them reach their target markets from logo and branding, traditional and digital materials, social media, PR, and websites. Kathleen and her firm can be an outsourced resource for all things marketing. Kathleen, welcome back. Thanks again for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, 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 you were hearing some of that last interview. Are you pumped up? I am. I have to tell you, he was spot on. Sales is listening. Um, marketing is a whole different conversation. Most people don't get that. They don't. I, I really think people tend to lump marketing and sales together and it is a whole different skill set. I remember the first time I heard that many, many years ago, and I was like, well, what? It's all, it's, it's, isn't it marketing awareness and sales closing? Is, is that what it is? Uh, let's get into that, but first let's talk about uh, you and your company. Give our listeners who didn't hear you before a sense of who you are and what you do. Well, after spending 25-plus uh, years in sales, I moved into marketing because I wanted to help individual and privately held companies um, up their game. Uh, I learned early on that um, that they needed, they knew instinctively how to sell the widget. They just didn't know instinctively once they sold their widget to all their friends and family how to reach out into the marketplace, and that's what we help people do. So. Everything from logo and branding development and help, most importantly, help create the messaging to identifying who the target market is and what kind of means would reach the target market. So everything from email, uh, uh, you know, developing digital uh, emails to ads, um, marketing materials like brochures. Uh, We are very, very heavily involved now in social media. Uh, and in these days, PR uh, and um, and websites. So we can be a complete outsourced marketing department, or we can support organizations who need something uh, specifically done. Now, in your career, there have obviously been a lot of changes in um, marketing media and and messaging, but you must be fascinated by what you're seeing during COVID-19 with the change in the marketing messages on TV and especially what we're going to talk about today, should companies be thinking about marketing during this time, um, depending on their industry and what should they be doing to, to 
prepare to come back? Well, you know, it's it's very interesting. This is kind of put this situation has put marketing on steroids, and it's really separating um, old school from uh, from people who are thinking nimbly and innovatively in the way of marketing. Uh, so, um, you know, for example, um, what I have been telling all of our clients is right now, marketing is about communication, communication, communication. We don't have to worry about te- clever uh, words. We don't have to worry about clever taglines. We need to communicate. And this has really spotlighted the the need to communicate to just more than your customer segment. You're in this day of work, working from home, you have to communicate to your employees. Your employees are just as important as your customers. You do have to communicate to your customers. You have to communicate to your vendors and your suppliers. And that conversation is all different. And the means of communicating with them are different. So we have a client who, um, unfortunately, uh, has three locations, and they are not considered an essential business, and so those locations are shut down. And so they have um, about 150 employees at home um, on furlough, Uh, a few people in place to kind of watch over things. But by and large, the majority of the uh, client, uh, the employee base is, is at home. And then we have something like 5,000 regular clients. And so we have been doing everything we can to communicate with them. The employees tend to be on the younger side, so they don't open email. They look at texts. So we're creating videos. We're, um, I'm putting those up on YouTube, inserting the YouTube link into a text, and we're mass texting the employees so that they can watch a video from our owner talking to them about what's happening and what's not, but giving them information along the way. Now, conversely, to the clients who happen to be you know, older than the millennials that are our employees, we're emailing the clients. We're inserting mm-hmm. videos. We're actually doing quite a few videos because videos – you know, our, uh, will gain much more traction and people will be m- much more engaged in watching a video. But we're, we're pushing those out via email versus text because our audiences skews a little older. Um, but we're communicating with everyone and, and, and we're changing the conversation. So early on and before this epidemic started, we, um, you know, we were doing the traditional type of promotion through social media and through email and whatnot of either products or services for our clients. The minute this happened and we saw, I, I, you know, I was able to see a few, like a week before that thing, the world was going to shift, we pulled all our self-promotion and started the conversation with how can we help. Um, much like your your previous um, uh, interview where he was talking about listening, we really are now pushing how can we help. And here's some ideas of what you can do. In other words, using our clients' expertise in pushing out suggestions on how we can ma- help make it easier. So not self-promotion, 
not not you know not chest thumping right pure engagement and pure offering of how we can best help use our skills to help you better and that's resonating we're getting emails and even from employees text back saying thanks so much we appreciate what you're doing for us and that's that's the mode that we've been in so we've been wildly busy because not only have we changed the conversation, but we're now engaging in more conversations with more what I'll call target markets of our for our clients than we had before. I mean, little did we know, we all have said, oh, you know, our employees are a market for us and we need to communicate with them. And so in many cases, our clients were saying, oh, you know, we talk to them all the time. We have the local intranet. It's not a big deal. Well, now guess what? Now they really have to talk to their employees. And for right. those employees, we do have a, cl- a couple of clients who are, um, who are considered essential businesses. You know, those clients are out on the front lines. You know, those clients are in the field doing their thing. I'm sorry, those employees are on the, in the field doing their own thing. Guess what? You have to communicate to them in a little different way, telling them how much you appreciate them. Because you can't do the slap on the back, you can't get them together collectively, yet they're out there doing their thing because they're helping our client, their clients in, you know, fulfilling whatever the obligation, whatever the service is. It's a fascinating, fascinating time. Uh, one thing I want to go back to that you mentioned, um, when you use a text versus when you used an email and when you use a video versus not, um, what's, is there, I mean, I mean, I'm, talked many times about all the different um, generations in the workforce, right, from the baby boomers mm-hmm. to the uh, generation Xers to the millennials and now, you know, further on down the line and how things have changed. Um, is there, would you say in marketing, is there a simple dividing line age if you were, if you're looking at your database and you had all the dates of birth and ages, and you said, well, this group I'm going to send a text with a video, this group I'm going to send an email mm-hmm. Is there a dividing line age that you would use for that simple um, uh, delineation? Uh, I think it depends upon the business, and I think it depends upon what you're trying to communicate. Um, Pardon me. In the case of um, the client that we're using the texts for, the employees are millennials, but they're employees, and that's how they choose to communicate even in the workplace. Um, email tends to work okay, but and in most cases, um, to be be kind of the broadest reach. The problem with that is everybody is sending emails. I mean, this morning I opened my computer up. Oh yeah. And while yeah. I while I had what 200 saved emails, I have another 200 on top of that because everybody and their brother is sending out emails. So you need to be right. you need to kind of shake it up a little bit. Um, in one case, we texted clients because we weren't so sure from the results that I was seeing from our software, we were only getting, now this is high by software company standards, we were only getting a 50% open rate, which sounds pretty good, but what about the 50% that didn't hear from us, right? So we chose to both text and email thinking, okay, well, if it's overkill, it's overkill, but you know what? Our competitors aren't doing anything out here. So even if we're overkilling by sending a, um, a text and an email, at least we're getting to them. 
What we're not doing is we're not bombarding them. We're not emailing or texting them every day, which people are sick and tired of, right? Yes, um, yeah. You know, and they're always trying to sell you something, and, and you, you get that, you know, the retailers are having a problem. But, you know, there comes a point where you're going to tr- totally turn people off. And every day that I get an email from one retailer, every day it's a different promotion. You know what? That's off-putting too. So, you know, you have to be careful about how you how, – how frequent – what the frequency is, but you also have to shake up what you're doing. So in some cases – some of the some of the emails are, are emails, and we're using pretty pictures. And in other cases, the email is a video. So we're trying to change it up and change it out a little bit, so that there is variety. People are engaged, and it's not always us talking. We're um, we're serving up, especially in social media, we're sourcing a lot of content about. Uh, we have one client that. Um, whose who's, who's customers are, re, are consumers. So we're sending out content uh, that we are sourcing of, you know, how to keep the kids engaged at home. You know, what's the best way to disinfect your home? Um, here are five things to do to keep yourself active and moving while working at home. You know, that sort of thing where we're sharing um, sharing through social media other sources rather than us looking like the authority. Because the more that you share um, resources, the more you're seen as an advocate and mm. the fact that you do want to give back. And, and in, in another way, um, one of our clients has really not um, been engaged. They're fairly new with us. They haven't really been engaged in any, any kind of community service. And I was um, I've been trying to get them, and they're they're uh, they're a national company. They have multiple locations throughout the throughout the country, and I've been trying. They were saying, "Well, you know, on a local basis, we do things." And I said, mm, "We need to probably do something nationally, so that everybody in the organization is engaged in giving back, and our clients we can get our clients engaged." So we engage with the Red Cross. The Red Cross is a pretty cool program called Sleeves Up. And mm-hmm. um, as, as a company, you can go in, you can sign on to have a campaign. Um, they, we did some graphics and whatnot to spruce it up. And we actually, the email went out at 8 o'clock this morning to their customers, part of kind of an update on where the company is during COVID-19. And um, we've we introduced the campaign saying that on a national basis, we're supporting this. We want to give back to the community. What better way than to give back back through blood? You know, one pint of blood saves three lives. Please help us help our communities. And so we're going to be promoting that campaign. So rather than, you know, come buy our products, it's going to be please, please join us in our sleeves mm-hmm. up campaign to give back to the community. So changing the conversation, doing things a little differently, shaking up um, who, how, and who we're talking to, and doing it, doing it regularly but thoughtfully without it, you know, without bombarding them. In the general marketing, uh, for instance, in TV ads, I know you know one of the biggest 
spenders of uh, ad budgets is, is uh, auto insurance companies and insurance companies. And I notice like some companies have a somber message from their CEO at home with his shirt sleeves rolled up, you know, saying we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're concerned and we care and all this. And others just seem like they continue on with their humor-based kind of ads. Uh, is that, uh, I mean, if, if, after a while, if you go through a commercial break and everything's like, uh, everything's, we know everybody's shut down. Is it kind of too much? Should people be can just stay consistent with their advertising and marketing campaigns um, if they've got a good thing going and not um, be part of the herd? Well, I think they need to. I think those that are not addressing the crisis, that's going to bite them later on. Um, now, there are, to your point, there are some that are very somber, um, but there are others that are that are not making light of it, but kind of embracing it, saying, hey, we get it, we're out here, let us know if you need us, kind of thing. But I think those who are sticking their head in the sand and ignoring it are, are going to be, there's going to be a problem. You know, it was interesting, I, I um, am, you know, from years of traveling, I'm part of uh, uh, the Delta Airlines Frequent Flyer Program, and they started a series. It's a once-a-week series of emails to to their to their you know their member list, and it's an email from the CEO, which I think is important because you know these guys and gals tend to be on the background, you know, and the head of customer service will email you every once in a while where you get the rah-rah mm-hmm. emails about how you've become an elite member and all that. But it's always from some obscure person. But their their CEO has started emailing people very direct, very talking about what the challenges are, what they're doing about it, how they're doing it, and, you know, ending on a positive note. He also... Um, uh, created a video, and he's, they've done a couple of videos. And it, is, it has been with his shirt sleeves up, but it's not staged. He's not writing, reading from a script. And, you know, and I think he's going to get a lot of mileage out of that. Now, there's another, yeah. um, i trying to think, it's another airline, I think it's an airline, that, that, has, that sent, out, um, uh, sent out communications. And it was from... The head of customer service, it was very scripted, and it was not genuine. So whether mm-hmm. it's a TV commercial or, or whether it's a video in an email, I think all of this is co- going to come back to bite them. And, you know, many of these ads tend to be impersonal. My sister was telling me that she, that she received an email from her auto insurance company. You brought up auto insurance. And, um, you know, her, her auto insurance company is advertising like everybody else. But guess what? She got an email and, and it said, during this COVID-19 problem, we know you're not driving. Guess what? We're going to reduce your premiums by 20% over the next three months. Mm-hmm. So whether it's to preempt something, whether it's to genuinely give back, those kind of communications, people are going to remember those kind of communications. Absolutely. If there's ever a time to uh, engage someone in this changing environment um, it, it, regarding your marketing campaign, it would be now. And Kathleen is offering a one-hour marketing consultation via Zoom, which we all love, to discuss marketing ideas and tactics with business owners who are looking for new, fresh ideas. 
when the world starts to come out of shelter in place, which we hope is soon. And Kathleen, I think uh, the best thing probably for them to do is to go to your website. I'm going to tell our listeners it's www.kmcenteeassociate.com. I'm going to spell that out, K-M-C-E-N-T-E-E-A-S-S-O-C.com. Of course, if you're having trouble finding that, just Google Kathleen McEntee. She's everywhere on the Internet, so being a good marketing person. <laughs> Thank you so much. Really, really interesting. Uh, interesting times for marketing, and uh, I wish you and your family and your clients the best of everything. Stay safe and uh, join us again sometime soon, will you? Thank you so much, Bill. I really appreciate it. Stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.